What's your favorite scary movie? Time, the podcast where two 20-something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real-life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello. Hello. Welcome to, welcome to our, this, our Christmas present to you is that we're releasing this a day early. Yes. <laughs> or holiday present. No, but this is being released on Christmas, that's why I say that. But anyways, um... So, for our, in the last of our series of holiday horror flicks, we chose one that neither of us have seen. It's something that was kind of a horror blind spot for me and decided this was the year to do it because it's on Shudder. And that's 1980s Christmas Evil, a.k.a. You Better Watch Out, uh, written and directed by Lewis Jackson. A good Mm -hmm. way to introduce this film is that it's, like, John Waters, he, it's, like, one of his faves, it's his favorite Christmas movie. And there's a quote about it, or like he's even done like a commentary for it. Like this is how much he loves it. But there's um, like there's a quote where he says, "This is the best seasonal film of all time. If I had kids, I'd make them watch it every year. And if they didn't like it, they'd be punished." <laughs> <laughs> and when I read that, I'm like, I have to see this movie. And I think that's how a lot of people responded to it because he kind of like. He apparently gave it traction when it first came out. Cause he was just like, "He's like, we have decided to stand." <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's like pleasantly surprised by this movie. I don't like. It still definitely has some issues, but I was like, I was expecting something way more like exploitative and slashery. You know, mm-hmm. there's really only a few kills in this movie. Yeah. Um, because the rest of it is genuinely him trying to be Santa Claus. <laughs> I, yeah. Like, that was really surprising. Um, the scenes with the kid, like... The, even, like, the scenes like that, like, where he's delivering... Pre- we should say what this is about. I guess I should say what this is about first. Um, oh, yeah, we should do that. This is a lesser-known joint. Um, so this this kid... Our main character, when he's a kid, he, like... He finds out Santa's not real because he's, like, his dad just as Santa. And then he's, like, eating out his mom in the living room. And you're like, oh, so that's how this movie's starting. And he's, like, I guess traumatized by it. Even though I'm, like, kid, you know. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. But, um, so as an adult, he's obsessed with Christmas and Santa Claus. And he has the most dope-ass apartment ever decorated with all this Christmas stuff that, I guess... <laughs> Lewis Jackson spent years um, collecting all these, like, antique Santa decorations and stuff, and (laughs) I have no way of uh, confirming this, but the beginning kind of reminded me of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, where he wakes up, and it's like, they're both very childlike, almost, but, um, and then he works at this toy factory, and decides to take matters into his own hands, basically, by being Santa Claus, but that also means punishing the naughty people, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, um, but what was I saying before? Uh, What, what did did you think of this, Elle? My my brain's everywhere right now. (laughs) I was, the whole time, I felt like that one picture 
like I can't remember where it's from, but it's like this guy's just like chanting therapy repeatedly. Over oh, that's from um, it's from it Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> felt like the- therapy. <laughs> Like, this is off the rails. Like, just, like, he's... Yeah, it's more of a psychological thing than more yeah. of a slasher. And you just see him just having this breakdown. Um, and it's, it's so weird. But... Yeah, this guy clearly needed some kind of professional help. And, like, that's a... That's a... Unfortunately... Very overused trope in horror is like the mentally ill snapping and killing people. Mm-hmm. At least in this one, they acknowledge it, or at least try to. Like the brother does not handle it well, but no. the brother at least acknowledges that this ma- that his brother's sick and needs help, and then tries to strangle him anyway. But that's, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like it was interesting because even oh, I know what I was saying. Like even the parts. Where he's doing good, they're so, like, unnerving. Like, the part where he's at the orphanage. Like, just the way it's... The way it's executed is so unnerving. Like, you feel like something could happen at any moment, and it doesn't. But there's, like, the tension is there. Like, when he's delivering the presents, and he's just standing by the van. Um, He's just, like, saying Merry Christmas in, like, different voices, like, repeatedly. And I'm just like, I really want to turn this off. I don't know why that's unnerving me so much. Yeah. But that's cinema, baby. He's in that fugue state where he, like, believes that he is Santa Claus, and it's, yeah. like, he has a lot of trauma involved with this holiday, and yeah. he just doesn't realize it. My dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate must have thought that I was, like, on a wild ride, because, like, when the first kill happened, it, com- it comes, like, out of nowhere, and I had to rewind it, and I just shouted, like, wait, what did I miss? So <laughs> 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 had to... Who were those people he killed at the church? Just some randos? Just some random people. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, lost- that's like, that was pleasant. I'm like, oh, pleasantly surprising that children don't die in this. Like, I was so worried for that one, like, naughty kid. Yeah. I thought, like, this is gonna be, oh, is he about to go kill some naughty kids? And I was, like, scared. But then he just, like, scares him in the bushes. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> And left the bag of dirt on his step, and I'm just yeah, like... Yeah, that's all he, all he really did for that kid. And the rest he just gives toys to. Oh, when he's at the party, like, at his office's party dressed as Santa Claus, and he's, like, talking to the kids, and he's like, you be good, like, listen to your parents and all that stuff, but if you're bad naughty, and I was like, oh no, what's oh gonna happen? Oh my god, right? I was so scared, I was like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> Laughs nervously, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It was jarring to watch this and then Claws the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Like oh, I, I think I, I think I loved it though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, its treatment of the mentally ill isn't ideal, but it was way less gaudy than I thought it was going to be. Like I had just I turned off what was it Silent Night Daily Night Two. I didn't even get to Garbage Day because I was just like over it already. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, so different from that. I yeah. don't know. I, I kind of dug it. It almost felt like a... I actually I saw someone say, like, I, I'm serious when I say that this is better than Taxi Driver. I'm like, yeah, it did kind of... Re- it actually kind of reminded me of Taxi Driver. <laughs> In a weird way. Uh... 
Like, I guess this is the kind of movies that we shouldn't be making anymore, and that's why people hate Joker so much. I'm like, yeah, maybe we should stop making movies sh- about mentally ill white men, like, snapping and going on killing sprees. Maybe we we're should. We're done with that. We're done with it. We're over it. We're done. <laughs> it's done. It's over. It's done. Like, I, there's just no appeal to it, really. Like, because it's like... Yeah. every And then they, like, try to do the whole, oh, like excuses or whatever shit and it's like it doesn't really happen in this movie like he's like you blamed me for something when i was six years old yeah and then he like bases his whole like just got into this yeah like therapy the therapy screen cap is just need a post for my (laughs) review (laughs) god please get some therapy sir sir please yes so um one of the fun facts of this is that Brandon Maggart is Fiona Apple's dad, like the like the like the the, the demented Santa man. What's oh his my name god! Is? Oh um, shit! I see. I never fucking know names. Harry. Harry. Harry yeah. Sadling, yeah. Harry. That's that's uh, Fiona Apple's dad. Oh my gosh! So like, watch this and then play Fiona Apple's version of Frosty the Snowman or something. <sighs> it's a lot. <laughs> So, so what do what do you think of the ending? Because apparently, people, a lot of people interpret that in different ways. Oh gosh, um, I don't know. Like, it's, this is like it's the, weird. Yeah, it's like the Harold and Maude of holiday horror. It's so wild, and it's just like I think it's like a disconnect between his reality and like what was actually happening because they were like chasing him off a bridge, but he saw himself. With, you know, flying into the, into the sky like Santa Claus. Yeah. And it's like, jeez Louise, like, the, just the disconnection between himself and... Yeah. But do you think that Louise. actually happened, or he just crashed to his death? I think he crashed to his death. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, I certainly, if you had asked me to guess how that movie was gonna end, I would never have guessed that. <laughs> no, His van just starts flying. I, um, I love how fucking quickly this little town becomes a mob with all these torches that they somehow... It's like, that was so quick. That was <laughs> They're too ready. quick. They're fucking ready. There's, like, Nightmare on Elm Street parents levels of uh, mobbing. <laughs> <laughs> they were just ready to go. They were just waiting for something to happen. I guess so. This... Hold on, nothing fucking happens in this town. <laughs> They're also New Yorkers, I guess. <laughs> God. Absolutely awful. And just, like, when the kills did happen, it was, like, they're not really shown except, like, the the first part where he stabs the dude in the aisles. Like, I would have liked to have known that. Um, I could kind of see it coming, though, when he pulled out the thing with the sharp, the, the toy with the sharp, uh sword oh, on it. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, someone's gonna get stabbed. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> someone's, <laughs> someone's gonna get, gonna get stabbed. stabbed. Um. And then the, oh, my God, when he's killing that guy and his wife literally is sleeping through the whole thing. Oh, my God. I know, Damn, right? I wish I, I was that deep of a sleeper. <laughs> Just slept right on through it. Girl, same. <laughs> and she only woke up when he, like, fell on her. Yeah. And then she, he was, like, bleeding from the neck. And she's like, 
you know that like shock face yeah mm-hmm. yeah acting acting <laughs> uh, i think i think it was good it's definitely a, a lesser known uh, film but i think it's i think it was good in my opinion. Yeah. So. I, I'd definitely heard of it before. I just hadn't seen, I think they show it at the New Beverly every year. They actually... Co- this coincided well. They showed it at midnight last night, but I did not go. I was working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad we watched it. I'm, I'm... We should try to find more shit that I haven't seen. It's more fun that way. I don't know. <laughs> I also ha- uh, love the poster that they released for it, because I looked at the poster... And it's like, it talks about, like, it's like, first came Halloween, then Friday the 13th, then now. This Christmas, you better believe in Santa or he'll slay you. Ah! He gave <laughs> us our episode title. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Now I'm trying to remember what the poster for this looks like. Oh, it's the, oh, is it that, like, vintage-looking one? Yeah, Santa yes. holding an axe oh, in front of a fireplace. Yeah. Yeah, I just love the whole, like, look of this film. Like, yeah, man. I really, I don't know why, but the shots where, like, he's walking down, like, or running down the sidewalk, and there's just, like, quick shots to, like, his feet, or just the sidewalk, and you hear him running by. I don't know why I liked that so much, but it was, like, kind of, like, sometimes there's just, you know, regular cuts in films, and then there was, like, these quick Mm -hmm. cuts that were happening, and I was like, this is a lot to do with going back and forth. Um, (laughs) So... But it, I, it was good. I, 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 enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't have much really else to say. Movie, besides movie is good. Yeah. Is good. Well, you, you said you found a true life event of an actual yeah. Santa killing man. Yeah. Do you want to talk I about did. That? Uh, it happened over in Covina, which is a suburb, uh, a city of the suburbs of Los Angeles, California. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Always <laughs> California. Why? Uh, it happened back uh, over 11 years ago. On Christmas Eve in 2008, uh, the perpetrator was Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. Uh, he went to uh, a place over on Nolcrest Drive where a Christmas Eve party was being held. Uh, he had been dressed up wearing a Santa Claus suit and went in to it uh, and killed nine people, including his ex-wife and his former in-laws. Um, and the like the the divorce that he had been getting from his ex-wife had been finalized like a week before. Mm. Um, so like this guy, he just ordinary dude for the most part. He grew up in the San Fernando Valley and was a graduate uh, of the John H. Francis Polytechnic High School in Sun Valley, Los Angeles, and uh, California State University in Northridge. Uh, and he worked at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in La. La Canada Flintridge, uh, and met his, uh, wife that was going to be his ex-wife in 2004. So, uh, for a little more details on the, on what happened, um, at approximately 11.30 that night of Christmas Eve, uh, he, he was dressed up in a Santa Claus suit and knocked on the door of his former in-law's house, which had about 25 people in it. Uh, there was a gift wrap package containing a homemade flamethrower on a trolley, and two 9mm semi-automatic handguns, and he also had an additional two 9mm semi-automatic handguns in his possession. Uh, Moments after the door opened, Pardo pulled out the two handguns and immediately shot his 8-year-old niece, Katrina Yezlopolsky, 
the daughter of Leticia Yezlopolsky, a sister of Sylvia Pardo, as she ran to greet him, injuring her in the face. He then fired indiscriminately at fleeing partygoers. Police speculate that Pardo may have stood over and pointedly executed some of the victims using other handguns. So after the shooting, Pardo unwrapped the package containing the homemade flamethrower and used it to spray racing fuel gasoline to set the home ablaze. Nine people died from either gunfire or flames, and three others were wounded. Uh, so the eight-year-old girl did survive. Um, a 16-year-old girl was shot and wounded in the back, and a 20-year-old woman who suffered from a broken angle jumping out of the second-floor window, probably escaping from the fire. Uh, there was one survivor who called the authorities during the attack after escaping to a neighbor's house, and the resulting fire soared approximately 40 to 50 feet and took 80 firefighters an hour and a half to extinguish. Uh, due to the intensity of the fire, identification of the victims was done with dental and medical records. So... Oof. Once he was done with the attack, he put on his street clothes and drove his car uh, that he rented to his brother's house in Silmire, uh, about 30 miles away from the crime scene where he was later found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, his brother was not home at the time, uh, and it was initially believed that Pardo intended to flee to Canada by plane since he had bought an airline ticket to a flight on Air Canada. However, it was subsequently discovered that the flight itinerary on Northwest Airlines was from Los Angeles to Milan, Illinois, with a layover in Minnesota. So, Pardo had called days before to tell a high school friend that he was planning to visit, but investigators were unsure if he actually intended to do so or if the flight was to fool investigators. He had visited the friend before in October 2008, and other reports stated the Santa suit had melted during the flamethrower portion of the attack and had adhered to his skin so not all of it could be removed. Oh! Yeah. Uh, this is so messed up. Um, however, suffering from severe third-degree burns on his arms stemming from the blaze, Pardo decided to go against the initial plan. Uh, they found $17,000 in cash cling wrapped on his legs inside of a girdle. His rental car, parked one block from his brother's house, had been rigged with remnants of a Santa suit that would detonate the car with black powder if removed. Also recovered from the scene were four 13-round capacity handguns that were empty and at least 200 rounds of ammunition. Suggesting that what had been inside the car was being treated as a threat, a bomb squad fired an incendiary device into it, burning and destroying it. At Parr's house in Montrose, police had recovered five empty boxes for semi-automatic handguns, a Benelli M2 tactical shotgun, and a container for high-octane fuel tank gasoline. And they also found what was described as a virtual bomb factory in his house. So, uh, at least three victims were, their cause of death was gunshot wounds alone, while four others died from a combination of both gunshot wounds and fire. Uh, two other deaths stemmed from the fire alone, and at least 13 children were orphaned after the massacre, mm. and two lost, others lost one parent. Uh, so the list is uh, Sylvia Pardo, who was the ex-wife, uh, she was 43, uh, Alicia Sotomayor Ortega, who was his former mother-in-law, she was 70, Joseph S. Ortega, 80, he was the father-in-law, uh, and these are all brother-in-laws or sister-in-laws. Uh, Charles Ortega, Cherry Lynn Ortega, James Ortega, Teresa Ortega, or Alicia Ortega-Ortiz. Uh, and then his nephew, Mich uh, Michael Andre, Andre Ortiz, uh, died in the fire, and he was only 17 years old. Uh, so police speculate that the motive of the attack was related to marital problems. Pardo's wife of one year had settled for divorce in the prior week. 
however, Pardo held no criminal record and had no history of violence. He had been fired from his job as an electrical engineer at ITT Electric Systems radar, radar Systems in July, and there is some speculation that the divorce may have been caused by Pardo concealing a child from a previous relationship. Uh, this child was severely injured in a swimming pool accident several years prior. Uh, the couple wed in 2006, but soon grew apart after their marriage when Mr. Pardo refused to open a joint account with Mrs. Pardo. He also expected mm. his wife to take care of her own three children with her own finances. <laughs> Get, dump him! Get him out! <laughs> so... Uh, Pardo was required to pay Sylvia $10,000 as part of the divorce settlement, according to court documents. Sylvia kept the wedding ring and the family dog, and in a court declaration, Pardo complained that Sylvia was living with her parents, not paying rent, and had spent lavishly on a luxury car, gambling, trips to Las Vegas, meals at fine restaurants, massages, and golf lessons. Uh, and in uh, June 2008, the divorce court had ordered Bruce to pay 1785 a month in spousal support, and during the divorce proceedings, Bruce had confided to a friend his wife was taking him to the cleaners. In July, Pardo was fired for billing false hours, and the court suspended the, sports, the support payments due to the job hardship. Uh, this case has made it into popular culture. Uh, over the years, uh, Polly Styrene, the lead singer of X-Ray Specs, recorded a song in 2010 called Black Christmas, which contains references to the massacre. Uh, Boombox Poets recorded a song in 2010 called Santa Syndrome, which loosely, is loosely based on references to the massacre and also to their own lives. Uh, and in the 2012 film Silent Night, a character tells the story of a man who donned a Santa suit and used a homemade flamethrower to attack a Christmas party being attended by his ex-wife. So... Oof. That's, yeah, that's Bruce Jeffrey Pardo. Um, the, his niece that was in the attack, um, she is now 18 years old, uh, and she is part of a growing number of teens who have, uh, survived gun violence and are demanding changes to weapon laws. Uh, she also participated in the walkout that happened last year in California, uh, to represent the victims uh of the four february 14th shooting at marjorie stoneman douglas high school in uh florida so um her mother is still alive uh she lost her father in the attack um but she, she thankfully survived she was i can't believe she was only like eight years old girl. and I, I can't even imagine having to deal with that and uh so that's that's the the covina massacre that happened. Um, I'm sure there's probably other stories out there of people who have mm -hmm. committed crimes uh, dressed as Santa, but like that was like a really big one that happened in the USA. Yeah, I'm surprised I hadn't heard of that. It's like that Covina's not too far. It's a SoCal thing. God, that's fucking disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I, I was only in eighth grade and I wasn't paying attention mm -hmm. to the news. <laughs> I was like, this sounded slightly familiar, so maybe I'd heard it or something, but I was like, damn. Can't even imagine that. So that moves us on to our final section of the show. Is this a gay film? Oh no, but it's <laughs> no. I guess it's camp enough for John Waters taste, so that's something to mention. <laughs> we love so, John Waters. So in that aspect, yeah, but other than that, no. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah. Give give it a go. It's on shutter. Yeah. Uh, did you, you wanna wind down? Yeah, sure. Uh, did you want to 
Start first, or yes, I have something okay. to talk about. Yes, please. I'm not even. I'm not. I don't have the energy to talk about Star Wars shit. But I watched <laughs> Freeform's original m- movie, Ghosting: The Spirit of Christmas. Oh my. Um, oh my god. Listen, this is Buck Wild. <laughs> it's about um, fuck your normal Hallmark holiday romance. This one's about a girl who goes on a really good first date with this guy. And on her way, he's, like, texting her, and she opens the text and reads it and then dies in a car accident. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and then, but then, then comes back as a, she's, like, a ghost, and only, only her friend can see her. Uh, and her friend's a lesbian, so that's why I was watching it. I, I, like, I was like, oh. I hear there's lesbians in this, so I'm going to watch this ridiculous-ass movie. Um... So her friend can see her, and then the guy, and it t- turns out the guy can see her too. At first, she thought that she ghosted him. Get it? But it, ah. no, she just she just died. But she he can still see her, and they go to see this like psychic, and she's like, "You must like you know, because you know ghosts always have like unfinished business, and they think it's gonna be that she has to like carry out a relationship with this guy, and so they start like he starts dating a ghost, and there's all these like shots." That of like just him talking to nothing and people reacting. It's so goddamn funny. Like this is like what we wish last Christmas had, I think. Like and then they, they find a way to fuck. It's What? It's like I I gotta tell ya, this is a wild ride. It's on Hulu. Um, see for yourself. Uh, the whole time I was watching this like, oh my god. It's yeah. There's also a part where I was, like, being a snobby Angelino, and they're like, let's go see It's a Wonderful Life at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and it is so not filmed at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and I was just like... (laughs) And then I, I, like, tweeted about this, and the writer hit me up on Twitter, like, we didn't didn't have the budget for that. I'm like, okay, that's cool, and I didn't say anything else. I'm like, yeah, great movie. Uh, (laughs) But, like, just don't say you're going to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, just saying, well, they're screening this movie in the park or something. I don't know. Oh but anyways, ghosting the spirit of Christmas got added by the writer of ghosting the spirit. I I did. That's I actually put that in my Twitter bio. Just like put it in the resume. <laughs> anyway, what do you got? Um, well, I haven't really been up to much besides because I'm always at work every day of my life um but i have been kind of watching the original trilogy of star wars to Uh, save myself (laughs) uh, it's it's a lot um but i am uh i'm gonna go see little women on christmas day with my family so yes support greta gerwig oh i can't wait for that i'm excited i'm so excited uh, but not much else has been happening. I haven't read in a while. I really need to. Um, it's just, I, I live a boring life. That's really all I do is go on the internet when I go home and watch movies. Um, I go on the World Wide Web. <laughs> I went out yesterday because I was doing some last-minute Christmas shopping stuff. And there was so many people. I was like, I forget oh, how yeah. like insane it is. Um Dude, someone fucking apparently pulled a gun on Xander, you know, former guest Xander, for a parking spot at work. Jesus Christ. I'm like, oh can everyone please calm down? Please. It's not the end of the world. 
please call now. Yeah. Oh my god. People are so insane. Yeah. This Christmas, Christmas <laughs> season stuff. I'm like, it's Christmas. Christmas. It's Christmas. But... Yeah. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone listening has a safe and pleasant holiday. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you all in the new year, huh? Um, yes. Y'all can find me at Dyke Madden on Twitter. And you can find me at uh, LM Designs on Twitter. And you can also find podcasts uh, on social media. It's Horror Time Pod on Twitter and Stop Horror Time Pod on Facebook. And if you've got people that are interested in knowing more about scary movies but are just not down for watching them, our podcast is for you, especially yeah. if they're LGBT. <laughs> um, hopefully, I think next week we'll probably be covering something that's scary. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll find, like, the gayest shit ever since we're doing non-gay shit. How about that? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and so just, if you ever want us to cover a movie that you think would be cool to talk about, just send us a DM, send us a tweet, you know, whatever you want to do. Uh, and just spread the word about us, and we will see you guys on the next week. And have a great right. holiday and a good new year. See ya!